Welcome to Transformation in 10, bringing you expert insights for navigating the transformations impacting application delivery. This podcast is presented by Tricentus and brought to life by our special guests across the quality, DevOps, cloud, and business worlds. Greetings, listeners. This is the second part of my chat with Caroline Wong, Chief Strategy Officer and Head of the People Function at Cobalt. We talk about her involvement in security and diversity groups and how tech has progressed in making more room for women in the industry today. Enjoy. Now then, if that wasn't enough, Caroline, you're also a member of the Forte Group, which is a group of senior women leaders in the cybersecurity and privacy industry who believe that security and diversity are business imperatives. Can you share the missions of the group and some of your experiences contributing with them at all? Yes. So Forte Group is my favorite thing that has emerged from the pandemic. It actually began as a virtual happy hour. The pandemic and lockdown had set in and Chen Z, who is one of the founding members of the group, she said, you know what, let's just get together on a Zoom call and chat. And Mm -hmm. over time, it became a little more structured, a little more formalized. Mm -hmm. So the role is twofold. It is a group of female executives in the cybersecurity space. Our mission is to elevate the positive role of cybersecurity in business because sometimes cybersecurity is not the most favorably looked upon function. And we want to provide the momentum that helps us affect change in the industry. So we share knowledge, we share wisdom, we offer board-level governance and connections Mm -hmm. that make a difference. So it's an amazing group. Of course, whenever you bring a group of amazing people together, it's amazing to see what can happen. And we have several members who are on boards, both private as well as public. We collaborate with various industry organizations and events to support their diversity and inclusion initiatives. And it's, like I said, my favorite thing actually that's emerged unexpectedly out of the pandemic. Incredible. And it's so nice to hear the backstory that it kind of came up organically. You know, you're just like, hey, let's hop on the call, see what happens. And then this was born out of it. And when I checked out the website and all the things you've achieved, I would have thought this would have been going on quite a bit longer. So you seem to have achieved an awful lot in that time. But it just goes to show, you know, the formidable force that a group of women can have putting your heads together. And I'm excited to see what's next, actually. It's a really cool initiative. Um, And I like the kind of tagline to empower, educate, celebrate and impact across the board. Now, in terms of the the tech security aspect of your role, I do want to speak a little bit to your your career journey now because you have been in that area for around 15 years plus. What's pretty inspiring about you is that your career ladder doesn't seem to have any final rung. It's really an awesome story for aspiring women leaders in tech. Now, in the time that you've been in these positions, have you seen the tech space allow more room for ladies who lead? So there has been a difference. When I think about the statistics in, for example, 2017 or so, I think that the cybersecurity industry, according to a workforce study by ISC Squared, had something like 11% individuals who identified as women, like a staggeringly Mm. low amount. And I think in a couple of years, it went from 11 to 24. Now, 24 is still not super high, but that's more than a doubling. 
So something positive is happening. You know, you can Mm -hmm. go and Google search and you can Google search, you know, women leaders in cybersecurity and you won't just find the same five faces. Mm. You'll see dozens and dozens. And so I think that there are a lot of factors that are making this happen. And one of them certainly is the fact that stories are being told. We have role models. And I also think that the cybersecurity field has so many super difficult problems that it's like, let's just get the best and brightest trying to solve these problems. (laughs) And that includes everyone. If you have five people in a room trying to solve the problem and all of those people grew up in the same town and went to the same school and speak Mm. the same language, they're probably all going to come up with very similar solutions to that problem. But if you have a group of people and they went to different schools and they grew up in different cultures and they have different backgrounds, then they're probably going to all have different solutions. Mm -hmm. And that is naturally an advantage. So it is a super hard problem to solve cybersecurity. And I see the increasing diversity as sort of a natural evolutionary response. These problems are super hard to solve. Why not try and get the best people involved to solve them? Absolutely. And as you mentioned, if you were to Google, I did go on and Google that I couldn't resist the temptation. There's a list of top 25 women in cybersecurity this year. I'm sure there's so many other people that have been put on a pedestal as really awesome examples. And yeah, as you say, that 11 to, was it 24 or 5? Contextually, that that's a pretty impressive jump. So here's to seeing that number ever increase. Yes, I got a little gesture of weeping from Caroline there. So that's awesome. <laughs> now then, this is one that's in terms of kind of a more concise answer. I'm always interested to see what answers we get. So in 10 words or less, let's see. What's your best advice for anyone navigating the tech landscape as a woman today? So I'm going to count this out as I say it. I haven't pre-prepared this. Bad stuff will happen. You can handle it. Yes. Excellent. So this is this is the thing. I think that, you know, I have a natural tendency to worry a lot. I have a natural tendency to be a very anxious person. And stuff happens. And sometimes good stuff happens and sometimes really bad stuff happens. And what I've learned is I can actually trust my future self to handle whatever comes up. I don't know what's going to come up, but I can have some trust in my future self that whatever happens, I will handle it. Yes. Couldn't agree more on that. And when you kind of go through something that's somewhat challenging and you come out the other end and you say, oh, look at that. Like I did it. Not only that, if you've already achieved something. And, you know, I guess the more you spend in career or just life experience, problems can come from everywhere. So the more you kind of prove that to yourself time and time again, it's really awesome that you have that mantra and you live by that because that way we can be fearless, tackle so much more than we might have initially thought we could. So I love that. And our final question then, alas, if you could change one thing about our approach to diversifying the tech industry, what might that be? I wish that the industry had more tolerance for little mistakes. Because when you're innovating and when you're moving super fast and when you're trying new things, you're gonna make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And the thing about being a woman or any other group of people that is a minority in the space is that everything you do is more visible, Mm -hmm. naturally. So if you do something awesome, then it's seen as super awesome. But if you do something that's not awesome, then it's seen as really, really bad. Mm. 
And I think that innovation requires the making of mistakes. And if we are so committed to success that we do not allow for mistakes, then we're not going to innovate quickly. And so I wish there were a little more tolerance for mistakes, for little mistakes that happen as a part of a learning process. Yeah, really agree on that one. As you say, you know, as a woman in the tech space or if coming from any minority, there's that extra level of scrutiny that you would receive, which is just like, come on, guys. <laughs> so I completely, I echo that 100%. And uh, I won't keep you much longer, Caroline, because I know you've got a, a ton to be cracking on with. But I, I do want to say thank you so much for taking part, especially for such a, an important conversation. And it's safe to say that although you didn't grow up to be a giraffe, you really stuck your neck out in standing for diversity and inclusion in the... <laughs> in the tech space (laughs) and you know unlike software releases standing for these things it doesn't just come in sprints it presents ever prevalent opportunities to contribute to something that truly matters and really just change lives so seeing you grab those opportunities like you do you know as necessities and then feeding back to us today it just really does mean the world so we wish you luck in pursuing them and it's bye for now but I, I have a good feeling we're going to speak to you again at some point I certainly hope so thank you so much thank you Caroline Such a pleasure speaking to Caroline, finding out about her endeavors with the Forte Group, for instance, which she talks about with such zest. It's definitely encouraging to hear the cybersecurity space is making the rightful room for ladies who lead, proven by not only statistics, but also her story. Understanding that unfortunate things will happen and we can come out of the other end is so powerful, as is Caroline's wish for allowing for errors in our industry. Now I will hand over the mic to some of my colleagues at Tricentus who share how they stand for diversity and inclusion in tech. This is Latrice Ross, our diversity program manager. I stand for diversity, equity and inclusion in tech by being intentional about my work as an inclusion practitioner. In my role, I work to ensure that our processes, practices, and procedures are equitable and inclusive so that all have the opportunity to advance and succeed. Next up, Sean Kelly, our Vice President of UX. I stand for diversity in tech by helping to continuously evolve our processes to make sure as many people as possible have a platform to share their ideas and weigh in on the ideas of others. I had the privilege of working with other leaders within R&D to craft an inclusive decision governance model called R&D Thinks. In that model, literally anyone in the organization, from our CPO to an entry-level engineer with one week on the job, can submit an idea for consideration that can help shape the direction of our company. And everyone is invited to critique and evaluate anyone else's ideas. Having diverse points of view included in evaluating ideas has led to better product strategy, more efficient development, and higher quality products. And Savitri Wilder, Associate UX Designer. I recently stood for diversity and inclusion in tech by managing the alliesrefuge.org website. It is the source of truth for donations requested by the Ramstein Donation Center that's coordinated by the First Sergeant Council. It was initially a small effort by the council, led by my husband, Andrew Wilder. Within a few days, it drastically expanded, and in two weeks' time, our effort helped around 35,000 Afghan evacuees with clothing and baby needs, which includes formula and diapers. As always, thanks for listening. Until next airtime. <laughs>